When people ask if I know my real mom, I know they mean my birth mom. And I was about to find out. Who was she? What was her name? Where could she possibly live that will take me over 2,000 miles away to attend her memorial almost 25 years later? I'm Kelly, and this is Do You Know Your Real Mom? Episode 2, First Contact. I got home from whatever teenage excursion I had been on, and my mom was so excited for me to walk in the door. She and my dad were helping me search for my birth parents through the agency I was adopted through. Although the agency had let us know they had no information regarding my birth father, they had called to say that they had found my birth mother. My mom had written her info down on a piece of paper in the kitchen. She couldn't wait to show me. I finally got to know her name. Names are important. They define us in ways. In fact, names are so important, I think I will protect them in this podcast so that no one gets uncomfortable when I tell my story. So I'm not going to use her real name, but her name means pretty, so we'll call her Belle. Although I was born in Oregon, the address listed on the paper for Belle was halfway across the country in Louisiana. So that is where I'm planning my trip to in a month, Midwestern Louisiana. As I mentioned, I grew up and still live in Northern California. Think less busy cities, palm trees and ocean, and more small towns, pine trees, and mountain rivers. In the same way as I live in rural California, Bell's home in rural Louisiana is far from the hustle and bustle of New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Nevertheless, this is my opportunity to see the state that my biological family is from, so my husband Michael and I will start our adventure exploring New Orleans, road trip up to Baton Rouge to see the capital, and I have to see a swamp. In fact, just today, I booked our kayak tour, pretty much guaranteeing gliding with the alligators. After exploring New Orleans and swamps, we'll make our way to the town Belle was from to stay with my biological brother, before heading to a lake house for the weekend of Belle's memorial. She wants her ashes scattered in the water, as I do. It will be the adventure of a lifetime. Oh yes, I mentioned my brother. Back to when I found out who my bio family was. So I finally had Belle's name and contact info. I believe my next step was writing her a letter. In a future episode, I want to interview my parents to see how they remember everything playing out. There are a few pieces I remember distinctly. The first, my brother I mentioned earlier. From the earliest point of contact, I remember his excitement that I had found them. When I found them, he had been preparing to initiate a search of his own to find me, his long-lost sister, who he remembered. I know you're curious. Everyone always is. And no, he was not adopted, too. He remained with Belle. But again, his story is his to tell, and perhaps someday he will choose to be interviewed to share his experiences. And the other thing people are always curious about, was I upset that Belle had given me away and kept my brother? And I can honestly say no, never. 
I've always had faith that I needed to be placed with my family to live my life. And clearly his path was different. While adoption could breed feelings of rejection, we've both lived the lives we were meant to live. While I don't necessarily remember what I wrote, my other distinct memory is when I got my first correspondence from Belle. I really wish I hadn't lost that package in the fire. All of the contents were still in the original USPS flat envelope that they arrived in. I remember the feeling of sitting on our front porch with it in my hands, knowing that opening it was going to unlock a lifetime of secrets, both for me and for Belle. I loved that front porch. I sat there often growing up when I needed to think, and I gazed up at the incredibly tall pine trees. When we rebuild on my family's property, our front porch will be in nearly the same location, facing the same direction. Incredibly, although so many old trees lost their lives in the fire, the one I would gaze upon the most still stands. I hope for it to still guide me until I am an old woman. I held the envelope for a long time and finally tore open the seal. My biggest memory is the pictures. There were pictures of Belle and of my brother. By the way, we haven't given my bio brother a name. Let's call him Jonathan for now. Being adopted, I had never really looked like anyone. My coloring is similar to my dad and sister. Dark blonde hair, light eyes, and skin that tans. My brother and my mom resemble each other, too. Red hair and freckles. But I've always been fascinated by genetics. Like when brothers and sisters look like salt and pepper shaker sets. The same features, but on different genders. My husband and his sister are like that, making the exact same face sometimes. Being adopted, I had never experienced that. Would I see myself in the photos in the envelope? Well, yes and no. Have you ever read that if you walked past yourself walking down the street, you wouldn't even recognize yourself? I don't know how much of that is true, but I do know that while I saw a resemblance, it was not an overwhelming sense of seeing myself. Instead, it was intense curiosity. I do specifically remember two. In the first, Belle was facing directly at the camera, grinning with shoulder-length bobbed blonde hair and wearing a black leather jacket. In the other one, it has Belle and Jonathan. He's holding her in a hug, and they're both looking at the camera comfortably. Jonathan has that awesome 90s bleach blonde hair parted down the middle and is wearing a plaid flannel. I assure you, I had quite the flannel phase myself. I saw a lot more physical similarities with Jonathan than with Belle. Granted, we were only five years apart in age. And my similarities with Jonathan continued. During the next few years, decades really, we would explore nature versus nurture in a fascinating way. Jonathan and I discovered we had read all the same books, seen all the same movies. We both tended to fall asleep in the bathtub while reading, leading to terribly wrinkled books. You would think that these types of things would be nurture-based, but despite being raised by different people in very different parts of the country, we had many shared experiences. In fact, one of the first things I remember about meeting Belle was that she kicked off her shoes and sat cross-legged, a trait of mine that had driven my dad crazy my whole life. Oh yeah, meeting Belle? That happened, and Jonathan too. But that's for the next episode. 
In the meantime, I'm booking plane tickets, hotels, and rental cars for the trip of a lifetime. We'll experience New Orleans, kayak with alligators in the swamps, drive to Belle's hometown, and attend her memorial, guaranteed to be packed with lots of family. Did I mention she was the youngest of eight siblings? All while being, the daughter some may not know existed. The long-lost sister, the Californian, and the girl who lost her home and community in a fire. But you know what? I'm really excited. I get to experience my biological family's home state of Louisiana, spend time with my biological brother and his family, who I love dearly, and explore my identity on an even deeper level. So I'll see you next time on Do You Know Your Real Mom?